Welcome to Let's Talk Points, a podcast from Marriott Traveler. In each episode, we share the true stories of incredible experiences from Marriott Rewards loyalty members, showing that you can do so much more with your points than you've ever dreamed. Now, let's join our host, Dan Foreman, and Let's Talk Points. Today, we talk with Julie about how she gets the most out of her Marriott Rewards points and her dream-come-true trip to Paris, including a magical moment under the Eiffel Tower. So, Julie, um, thanks for coming on Let's Talk Points. Where are you calling from today? I am in beautiful Southern California, not too far from Disneyland and Newport Beach. Ah. I live in I live in paradise. <laughs> That's great. Do you get down to Disneyland often? Uh, as a matter of fact, I worked at Disneyland in a previous younger life, no. and uh, I go when I can, so not as much as I would like. What did you do at Disneyland? Well, I was actually a waitress. I was one of the rare employees that got to serve people and earn tips. Oh, that's so great. Very cool. Was it one of the restaurants where they serve alcohol? (laughs) It actually uh, was not. Uh, It was Carnation Main Street, uh, which uh, was an ice cream parlor and had great food as well. Oh, cool. And I assume you've moved on from that. What do you do now? I am, well, I like to tell people my job description, and that is that I get to help people get a good night's sleep by strategically managing the largest death they'll ever likely create in their lifetime. And that's a lot more exciting than my job title, which is (laughs) that I'm just a residential mortgage loan officer. But I love what I do, and it gives me a lot of flexibility, and I get to to be... uh, uh, have a purpose, which is really um, helping people uh, with their with their mortgage debt. That's so cool. I wish I knew more about how my mortgage worked. I just kind of trusted the guy. He's like, sign here. It's a good deal. I'm like, all right. Sounds great. Um, <laughs> well, that's, that's the challenge. Um, so I help people with that. And uh, we can talk offline about that when you have time again. <laughs> that sounds great. I might need some advice and check to see if I got a good mortgage. But um, so uh, you have the Merit Awards Chase card. Is that correct? I do. I I have several cards that help me earn points however I can. How did you or how long have you had the card and why did you decide to get that one? Well, uh, that's a good question. I don't know that I could tell you the timing exactly. Um, uh, Doug, my better half and I both love to travel. So when the opportunities arrive uh, to be able to create, or we kind of call it manufacturing points sometimes, um, (laughs) we, we look at opportunities, however possible to do that with, uh, the various Marriott cards. So each of us have a Marriott card and then we of course have an SPG card. So between the the two of us, we have four cards that are in rotation at any given time. And then, of course, the benefit of those cards is the, the points bonus that you get up for, get for signing up. Oh, yeah. So you're well-read on this. Do you have any favorite blogs that you read? You know, I'm, um, I'm not the blog reader per se. Doug is. And so he's made this a second job. 
Uh, and I get the benefit from all the fun travel, but uh, because of the spreadsheets he creates and the conversations we, be, uh, we have, this is um, a very fun part of what we do and how we travel now. Now, talk to me about the manufacturing points. I think those were your words. Uh, what is that? <laughs> Um, well, I got that term from Doug, and he probably <laughs> got it from some travel blogger or points person along the way. But manufacturing points is just an opportunity to create points uh, that you otherwise might not have, uh, or uh, or maybe retaining points that you might otherwise have spent um, needlessly. Okay. So you've been able to rack up probably uh, hundreds of thousands of points doing this. Well, over the long haul, and I've been a, a Marriott um, person for many, many years, uh, so I've um, created or accumulated Marriott points uh, through a lot of different ways. But I think total right now, and we happen to think this uh, balance is a little bit low after some of our recent investments, um, I think combination we have right now is about 1.8 million points. Ooh, nice, nice little nest egg there. So what have you used points on in a di- We'll talk about the moment in just a, just a little bit because I'm so excited to talk to you about Paris and the Eiffel Tower and partying on the Eiffel Tower. That sounds amazing. <clears throat> but before we get there, where else have you been around the world? Well, um, we traveled quite extensively, and um, so in regards to using our Marriott points, I don't have a whole lot of stories as of yet, so we're, we're still in the process of creating those experiences because Marriott is fairly new in this arena of offering moments or experiences uh, for their, uh, for their uh, points members. Yeah, it's been around about so, three years. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty new, and we're really excited about it. So what we decided to do, and this was a very uh, conscious decision for us and most people, uh, some of our friends especially, uh, that don't immediately understand the benefit, we have decided that our Marriott Rewards points, um, of course, are a very important form of currency, but we've decided not to use the points in exchange for a night's stay. And maybe some people can't do that. You know, we're blessed to be able to be able to typically mm-hmm. afford most of the rooms we want. Uh, and by paying for the room, we then typically get an upgrade where if you use rewards points, you wouldn't. And so we're, we're in a nicer room. And then we get the uh, the six times multiplier for our investment. So we pay $200 for a night's stay, and I end up with 1,200 points as opposed to utilizing 35,000 points for my Marriott account. And so then I have a deficit of 35,000 in my Marriott account. And so, but I've only paid $200 to be able to have that night's stay. So when you look at the math, and that's a real important aspect of this. Sure. Uh, it often for us doesn't make sense to use our points in exchange for a stay. And is that what one of the reasons that drew you to the Marriott Moments experiences offered? Well, it was. And uh, we look for uh, travel opportunities, at least where we are in life right now, where 
the the travel is going to be able to give us an opportunity to create more of a unique or um, like an invaluable or intangible type of travel experience. So something that you uh, you can do that you otherwise might not have been been able to do at all, or a typical traveler uh, wouldn't have been been able to do. For example, you know, um, going to a sporting event and having an on-field experience with your favorite sports team, or maybe it's a culinary experience with a famous chef. And so these are things that you can't just, um, you know, pick up the phone and make a reservation and go do these things. So, so was this the first? Was this the first moment that you bid on? Or had you been it on was. This? Oh, wow. Okay. So it was. And um, in terms of the offerings that Marriott has right now, there aren't a lot of uh, trips. There's, there's some great moments, but we are saving our points for what we're hoping are some upcoming amazing Marriott moments. Okay. So those are, those are yet to be seen, but uh, if something comes up, well, what are your passion points? Well, uh, maybe I can give you some tips if things going are going to come. Yeah, because well, we have some great sports partnerships with the NFL, with the European Football League. I think a few teams there, uh, Major League Baseball. We work with Universal Music Group, which is the largest record label. So tons of music opportunities there. World-class chefs. What What's up your alley? Well, you know, Doug and I travel quite a bit, so we talk about this frequently, and uh, people get a kick out of it sometimes. But when we travel, we like vittles, so it's, it often revolves around food. Uh, we like vino, so uh, we enjoy nice wine, and that's always a part of whatever we're doing. And then lastly, we love great views. So we are it's an experience around the v's if at all possible would be one of the highlights of of anything we do use vittles and vino so that's kind of a fun way to think about our travel i I love that that's amazing so what are some of the best views you've ever seen oh boy well um well recently um we just got back from china uh, and just as a plug for uh, the Ritz-Carlton Chengdu, China, it is one of the most beautiful hotels I've ever stayed at. Uh, so uh, the, that hotel is a high-rise, and from that hotel, uh, it had an amazing view just from that hotel of that city. But most of the views that, that we like are more natural views, so... Um, Rio de Janeiro going to the top of Sugarloaf, Mm -hmm. Um, hiking to the top of Half Dome in a national park. Uh, In Shanghai, we, of course, had to go to the top of the Shanghai Tower, the second tallest building in the world. So wherever we go, we're either going to go to the highest point and enjoy it, or it um, wouldn't be unlikely that we might take a, a little helicopter ride to be able to see the entire area from the sky. Oh, wow. I, I've never had the guts to do a helicopter ride. Have you done a, done a bunch of them? Oops. Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. I would, I would recommend it. Um, it is often the highlight of, uh, of any trip. And are either you or Doug photographers? 
if you call taking photos with your iPhone um, <laughs> uh, photographers. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> we, we do have a small camera with a zoom lens that we take, uh, but we've decided not to be um, strapped down with heavy uh, photography equipment. So sure. we uh, we capture the memories and the moments, uh, and we have some great photos, but it's certainly not real high-end photography. Okay. So how were the views at the top of the Eiffel Tower? Well, uh, Doug and I uh, had both been to Paris uh, several times, but we had never been together. So when uh, when the email I received an email from Marriott that was introducing this opportunity, and I sent it to Doug and I said, "Hey, this looks kind of interesting. We have a lot of points. Uh, what would you think about looking into this?" And he did some quick research. He's the financial guy, even though I work with numbers all day long. And he said, "You know, if we could get this trip for X amount of points, this is a really good investment for what is being offered." And so we decided that this was, you know, this was going to be our trip, if at all possible. And it was ultimately the Eiffel Tower and the views and everything that was included within this amazing uh, moment that, that drew us to this trip and, and made it really something we weren't going to go without. Do you remember what else was included? Flights. Do I remember? Were there, well, I'm sure oh, I remember. It, it, it was amazing. <laughs> well, and, and because I told you, Doug's a financial guy, so he's running a spreadsheet on every trip we take. Um, he looked at this Uh-oh, trip and wait, he said, Oh, wait, wait. Does that cause any issues that everything is, is down to the spreadsheet? <laughs> you know, if I didn't let him do that, we'd have trouble at home. So, uh, he, <laughs> wait, wait, tell me more about that. I, I'm really interested. In, uh, um, you know, my wife and I talk about that often. We try to put a budget together and it just feels like we can never do it. Uh, does that, do you guys have the same kind of <laughs> um, outlook on it? It's an interesting question because when you're utilizing points, even though they have a value, um, you're not using money in the bank. Mm-hmm. So in terms of a budget, we look at 1.8 million points and you know, what might the next moment cost us. And, uh, and so budgeting is more about you know, how do we preserve uh, and retain the points so that we have, we have them left over. Well, I love your strategy. It's a strategy. little bit different budgeting with points than with money. Sure. No, that, that makes sense, actually. And, and it's, it's really interesting that you look at points as a way for you to experience the world and pursue your passions rather than exclusively for a redemption night stay. I, I think that's actually really smart to think about it because oftentimes these moments, it's hard to put a dollar amount to it. Um, you know, some of them, you know, flights, you can look that up, uh, hotel room, you can look that up. But like you said, uh, to meet and learn from an, an amazing chef or have a, an experience, a party, which we'll talk about uh, on the Eiffel Tower, which doesn't happen often, th- they don't have monetary value. It's beyond that. I really admire the fact that you guys, th- you know, really have seemed to protect your, your or save your, your points for experiences that will help you pursue your passions and really create memories that will last um, rather than just another redemption night stay, which is still great. 
But that's the whole point of moments. And it's really great to to see someone, you know, yourself and Doug capitalizing on that. A question, though, how it, it's very widely known all these bloggers put points uh, or monetary value on the points. They say points is worth X amount of cents or dollars. And everyone has a v- slightly different formula to get there. And so you're able to see, uh, does it make sense for me to use my points on a hotel room? For experiences that include more than just a a flight and a hotel room, but opportunities to um, attend a a VIP event or get hands-on learning uh, a skill or or something from a legend, it's hard to put money, a value on that. It's almost priceless. So how do you guys determine how many points is worth a certain experience? Well, we, um, we do look at, of course, the value of a point. And then the next step is to obviously determine what the approximate retail value of the experience would be. And like you said, that is very, very challenging to do. You could list a, an estimated cost for flights and the hotel stay and uh, you know the, the things that you, you would normally be doing, but it is those intangible um, experiences that really are priceless. And that's where you have to decide, you know, what amount of points are we willing to utilize to have that experience? And, you know, if the right thing came along and it was something that we both liked, we wouldn't have a problem spending a million points if through the auction process, it required that to do so Mm -hmm. because the experience, um, is more, is, as important as the destination, if not more, at this stage in life. So let's talk about this epic party at the Eiffel Tower that you bid on and ultimately uh, won at over 300,000 points, which is a fair number. Um, Or, you know, that's a a lot of points for most people. What what, was this? Oh, go ahead. I don't know. I was going to say it could have been several nights stay at a, a very nice Marriott hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, so the exact number was three hundred and seven thousand five hundred points. And what about this moment really appealed to you and Doug? Well, it was Paris, and like I said, we'd never been there together, and so uh, that was the initial draw. And then a lot of the moments don't include airfare. So if you're looking at having to pay for airfare to get there, that can be an extra expense. So this this moment did include airfare. It also included a penthouse suite in a Renaissance hotel mm. that had this amazing view of the Arc de Triomphe and the Eiffel Tower. Oh, no, really? You had that suite? I've heard about that. Both views? It, uh, well, we had to look... Out the, I mean, you go on the balcony, and we had a large balcony, not just a you know, little window like most Paris hotels have. We had a large balcony, and you go on the balcony, and you can see both the Arc de Triomphe and the Eiffel Tower. So it, it was amazing. So those were some uh, extra benefits that made the trip initially very attractive to us from a, a benefit standpoint. But then there was all these additional things that we got to do. So the event was well, it was called an epic party in the Eiffel Tower is how Marriott promoted it. And 
when we got there, we found out more about it, obviously, because we were uh, meeting with the general manager of the hotel and just having a great time with all of the staff. They took such great care of us. And this event was, the I believe it was six Renaissance hotels in Paris. Mm-hmm. And this was the hotels throwing a party in the Eiffel Tower for the executives of their major vendors. Okay. So uh, Renaissance Hotels in Paris invited the executives of all their major food vendors, service vendors, uh, you know, wine, all, all, their, all their vendors were invited to this event. And I would say there are probably, oh, I'm guessing, but there's probably at least 200 people and we started at one of the Renaissance hotels, had this amazing dinner and phenomenal entertainment and some street dancing. And they just made it like a, a party mm-hmm. crazy at the hotel. And then we got on this bus with uh, all these executives and uh, travel bloggers from all over Europe were there and you know, music playing on the bus. It was just a party environment the entire time. We get to the Eiffel Tower and... We are on in, in one of the banquet rooms in the Eiffel Tower, which even though I'd been there many times, I didn't know existed. So we are in a party in the Eiffel Tower with uh, the most famous or number one DJ in Europe. Unfortunately, I don't know DJ's names in mm-hmm. Europe, but he was phenomenal. So it was a night of free-flowing champagne, mm-hmm. French champagne, by the way, of course. And then uh, dancing, and uh, it, it, I wish it never would have ended. And then uh, the next day, we were hosted to lunch at the Jules Verne restaurant with a window front table, of course, again, back in the Eiffel Tower. So wow. you could never create or recreate this no. opportunity um, on our own. And, of course, uh, we didn't really pay for anything um, above and beyond maybe a couple of meals. Everything was included uh, for us. Wow. How was, I mean, the views from the Jules Verne restaurant are, are spectacular. I mean, that is I mean, I wonder how hard it is to get a reservation there normally, and especially a window view. Well, I've heard it's pretty hard, but uh, through our Marriott moment, we just yeah. walked in and sat down. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the meal? Oh, it was a several-course meal, and um, you know, Doug and I both love people. So wherever we go we meet the greatest people from all over the world. And that's kind of the highlight of, of any experience for us as well. So during that lunch, we met a couple, she is like a, a, a TV spokesperson and her, I forget what the husband do, did, but we ended up sitting with them for a couple of hours and enjoying some sh- uh, champagne and wine after lunch and just had the best time uh, overlooking the views of Paris. They were from Australia, this couple. Wow. And so it, it was just such a highlight. But as amazing as all of that was, um, and certainly hard to put a price tag on any of it, um, 
one of the one of the things that made the trip, of course, most memorable for me, is that after the champagne party in the Eiffel Tower, uh, we were leaving at midnight, and Doug and I had been dating for at that point about seven years, and Doug decided it was time to propose at midnight with the blinking lights at the Eiffel Tower. Oh my God! Wow. Wow. So, from an amazing Marriott moment to um, an amazing, uh, you know, lifetime fairy tale ending to uh, this in- incredible Marriott moment. This is amazing. So, uh, in the so on top of the Eiffel Tower. Well, actually, at the base of the, oh, the Eiffel base. Tower. Okay, but still. So he just and you were completely surprised. Completely surprised. Uh, it was wow. a joke that we'd been dating for so long. Everybody said, you better propose in Paris. And, of course, um, that wasn't expected. But um, uh, he ended up following through. Not not at my request. <laughs> 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 but wow. it was, uh, it, it made, um, it made an amazing travel memory for us. Uh, the, oh. the entire, the entire event was phenomenal. That well, talk about creating memories that are going to last. That is just unbelievable that he did that there, and that you said yes. I mean, that would have been pretty <laughs> awkward if you said no. Uh, <laughs> Be a whole different interview. Slightly different, yes. Oh wow! So did your? I mean, tell me about the wedding. How long ago did you get married? Well, believe it or not, that is still uh, in the works. And, you know, we're not spring chickens, so we're not uh, rushing into that. Uh, although I, I think it will probably be in the very near future. Okay. We've just got to find a date when we can get the kids and family together and and uh, make it happen. Sure. Uh, maybe elope to a, a, some other country and do it? We, we have looked at a destination wedding with just close friends and family, so that's that certainly would not surprise anybody if we gave them a date and said, show up here. Wow. That's amazing. So where around the world have you and Doug been together? Oh, goodness. Uh, well, of course, Europe, uh, Rio. We mm. love the Olympics. I would love Marriott, if I can put in a plug, I would love <laughs> Marriott to have a moment around the Olympics in Tokyo. Um, we've been to Hong Kong and all over China, um, Rio, Brazil, uh, Paris, London. I'm going to miss some major places we've been, and Doug's going to say, how could you forget that? How could you forget that? that? Um, what do I mean and to you? he pull out his spreadsheet and say, look, remember the spreadsheet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, the romantic spreadsheet. Yes. And all of the points we, uh, we saved and money we saved to do this, um, so we get away whenever we can. We're also, um, I've been a very long time Marriott Vacation Club timeshare owner. So I've owned, uh, mm-hmm. three weeks in Hawaii for quite some time. So we go to Hawaii at least once, if not twice per year. So that's one of our regular wow. go-to places that mm-hmm. we absolutely love. And, uh, we're, um, we should change our last name to, to Marriott. He'll probably be sitting at this point. <laughs> well, you know, who, I feel like what's I'm another part kid? of the family. Yeah, exactly. That's amazing. So how did you and Doug meet? 
Doug and I actually met at work. We worked in different departments in the mortgage industry, and uh, we became friends and took quite some time, but ultimately we ended up dating. And uh, I think uh, while we have some different personalities, we both love to travel, and we travel really well together. And I think that's a, a big indication of any relationship. How do you travel together? What can you what do you enjoy doing and how do things work out when you're on the road? And we just have the best time when we travel. So we try and do it as often as we can. That's great. I, my wife and I, and we've, we're coming up on 13 years now, um, we used to watch The Amazing Race and wonder if we would make it through the race. Uh. <laughs> we're the same way we, we do the same thing we'd be the older couple now on the race. <laughs> that's great and we don't argue much it's just you know when you're in that kind of high pressure situation you know it <laughs> certain personality traits get amplified well i tell people when they ask like well give me some of your travel tips one of my big ones is never travel with a debbie downer or tantrum Tom, <laughs> and that always that always gets a laugh because who you travel with is as as important as where you go because people can definitely make or break a trip, and they can absolutely enhance a trip or completely ruin it. So um, we have some friends we love to travel with, and then we have some friends that we would. I prefer to never travel with again, but they're still friends. <laughs> I think we all have a few of those. I think that makes so much sense. So, uh, what's where's next? Where do you and Doug? What's the what's you know the next five places you want to visit, or the next two places that are just high on your list? Wow. Um, well, um, like I said, we love the Olympics. Uh, so I've been to Tokyo before. He has not, and he's Doug's traveled and lived uh, several places around the world. So uh, one of our, our next big bucket list experience, we call them experiences now, not not just trips, is to go to the Tokyo Olympics in some in some capacity. Don't know exactly mm-hmm. how we're going to do that yet and what that'll look like, but that's real high on the list. What sports would you and see there? Then, what sports? Yeah, what what sports would you I want have, to switch game? I have three boys that play water polo in college. So oh. we always go to water polo games when we go to the Olympics. And um, when the 1984 Olympics were in Los Angeles, I worked the medal ceremonies uh, for gymnastics. So gymnastics is obviously one of the favorite sports. And uh, so we we love to see gymnastics. Never, I was never a gymnast, but it's uh, one that's great that to watch and so exciting. Oh, that's a that's a long story, <laughs> but it's one of those things because I just love people and love to meet and talk to people. Uh, opportunities uh, present themselves, and that's how we travel as well. You know, who we're going to meet, what are we going to do because of meeting them. So I ended up, um, you know, on the uh, on the different podiums at the gymnastics ceremonies with the medals, presenting medals to the athletes. I mean, that's an amazing experience in its in itself. That's not... well, that was 1984, so I was in college at that point, and it was uh, an amazing experience. Absolutely. Wow! Did any athletes stand out who you placed a medal around their neck? 
Well, I didn't physically place the medal. My okay. job was to tell the presenter, who is usually somebody high up in the Olympic Committee, um, when to give the medal and okay. where to stand and what to do. So my, my actual job was called a presenter's es- medal presenter's escort. So I wore a white polyester suit in the heat in the Summer Olympics <laughs> in the 80s in Los Angeles and escorted these uh, Olympic Committee uh, professionals around. And so you were sort of in charge of protocol, making sure they stood in the right place and did the right thing. That's exactly right. That's amazing. Yeah, it was months and months of training, actually, believe it or not. Not not as much as the Olympic or the Olympians have to do, but it was <laughs> but still a lot of training. A lot of training. <laughs> Make that a sport next. Well, this is great. Thank you. This has been so fun to chat with you, Julie, and get to know about you and Doug and the way you travel. Uh, tons of fun. Thank you so much for for coming on the show. Oh, I'm uh, excited to do it. And I'm just looking forward to making more memories with my Marriott moments. So bring them on. I I couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) Have a great, great weekend. All right. You too. Thanks a lot, Dan. Take care. Let's travel together. Yeah. Oh, yes. I would love that. You guys sound like a blast. (laughs) All right. Take Take care. care. Thanks for listening to another episode of Let's Talk Points, where we explore places you know, gain new perspectives, and share the unique member experiences that make travel special. Let's Talk Points is hosted by me, Dan Foreman. It is produced and edited by Goat Rodeo. To access more unique audio content from Marriott Traveler, visit traveler.marriott.com podcasts and subscribe today. It's all about the points. And with the Marriott Rewards Premier Plus card, you can earn even more. Six times the points at Marriott Rewards Hotels and two times everywhere else. Turn every travel experience into another with the Marriott Rewards Premier Plus card. Learn more at MarriottPremierPlus.com. Restrictions and limitations apply. Offer subject to change. Cards are issued by Chase Bank USA NA. Copyright 2018, J.P. Morgan Chase and Company. All rights reserved. Marriott Traveler.